Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more pitching podcast from PitchWells.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is April 20th, and yes... We are going to talk about baseball. Luis Garcia went seven innings, zero runs, two hits, one walk, and nine strikeouts yesterday. I was out on Luis Garcia. Why am I not out on him anymore? Because he went 23 whiffs and a 41% CSW on the night with his cutter going 50% usage for 19 whiffs. He had a 38% swing strike rate. He reduces four-seamer to just 23% usage. And... I just lamented last week that Luis Garcia wasn't doing this. It's like, wait, you have the repertoire where you should be going about one quarter of the time with your fastball, not 50%. And then he went and did it. And he was great. And he had amazing cutter command. But it's one start. And that's the thing. It was one game of him doing it. I really hope this is what we see from Luis Garcia moving forward. Yeah, gotta go and chase it now. But I don't know if this is real. I don't know if this is real. I hope it is. I really, really do. Nick Martinez had that night. Look, I remember going to my bagel shop yesterday. Talked to George. And I told him, Nick Martinez is going to be better than Miles Michaelis this year. And he goes, get out of here. No way. What does Nick Martinez do after that against Atlanta? He got a win. Seven innings, zero earned runs, three hits, two walks, and six Ks. 15 whiffs, 97 pitches. His fastball command was amazing. He went upstairs with four seamers. He jammed right-handers with sinkers. He kept his changeup arm side to both lefties and righties. This is legit. And now he gets the Cubs and the Reds next. This is the celebration. We're back in on Nick Martinez. Let's go. Kyle Bryce, speaking of coming back against the Nationals, got the win. Six innings, zero and runs, five hits, one walk, and six strikeouts. I thought it was a still ill because, I mean, he wasn't that great before he got hurt. But then he comes back in two weeks later. I don't really expect him to go 92 pitches. That's what he did. And then he went curve and slider for 44% CSW combined. That is the ticket to success for Kyle Bradish. It's not the four-seamer velocity going up. He went 0 for 29 whiffs with that pitch with just a 10% CSW. That is, that. it's the Guardians. Think of it that way for Kyle Bradish and his fastball. He needs to have this curve and slider dominate and that's what it did last night those pitches those breaking balls really did dominate it's not something we see consistently from Bradish that's when he did that amazing start against the Astros last year that everyone wants to talk about it was when his both his curveball and his slider were excellent but we don't normally see that all the time so I don't know if Cal Bradish is a cherry bomb or actually someone moving towards success it's uh, not really exactly what I want 29% four seamers not like 50% is good. It's more like actually like 32% or something like that. But you understand what I'm getting at. I hope to see him go the 25% fastball route and really, really dominate with those breaking balls moving forward. Cal Quantrill against the Tigers did exactly what Cal Quantrill is supposed to do. Six whiffs, 22% CSW. Doesn't matter because he got the win. Six innings, zero runs, five base runners, four Ks. Sweet. And now he gets the Tigers again. 
and he gets the Rockies, Rocky Road. Like, this is great. This is this is great. Um, and I'm sorry, not Tigers again, just Rocky Road, but like that's what Kyle Quantrill does. Drew Rasmussen against the Reds, five innings, zero and runs, three hits, three walks, and seven strikeouts. He got the win here, did exactly what he's supposed to do. He has a three-game stretch now, the Astros, White Sox, and Yankees. If Drew Rasmussen can be an ace, it's going to be him doing well in all three games. Just don't blow up against any of them and be exceptional at least once, if not twice. You got your aces going to ace tag. Just got to do well against the Yankees. You got to nail it at the end to get the AGA label. Max Scherzer, you've heard all about this. He got ejected because uh, Phil Cuzzy was like, yo, this is too much sticky stuff. And he's like, what do you want from me? I washed my hands. I applied the rosin again. This is exactly what you provide me. And I'm still ejected. Like, this is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And now he's technically suspended for 10 games, but he's going to appeal it automatically. If you get ejected for sticky stuff, it is a 10-game suspension regardless. He's going to appeal it, obviously. I imagine it's not going to be upheld in some way. Um, I think it's ridiculous because you have rosin that is provided. That you can't you can't provide like a limitation to the thing that is available, right? Like if you don't want them using it, then don't give it to them. You know what I mean? This is so it's so ridiculous. It's absolutely crazy. So just let I don't know. Look, they're not using spider tech. That thing is ridiculous and just too much. Should not be happening. Rosin has been available forever. They're just using the thing that has been available forever. Let them keep using it. Charlie Morin against the Padres. Six innings, one run, five hits, three walks, five Ks. We'll take it. We absolutely will take it. This is not the overwhelming dominant start that we want, but it's not. As long as he's not doing the disaster stuff, we expect Charlie Morin to have those amazing starts. And as long as the bad ones are not terrible, great. He had a 48% CSW on the four seam, which is really, really nice. It's kind of strange to see Charlie Moore not use the cutter much. But I I don't think actually he threw a single one in this one. Kind of strange. Normally, Charlie Moore uses that mixed with the four seam idea that's called strikes and set up the, the curveball. Didn't see it. A little worried, maybe slightly, about that. I don't know. He needs that extra pitch. Uh, but anyway, good stuff here. Justin Steele did really well against Oakland and we're going to talk about this entire start oh Mason Miller is here oh boy and so many others after this break when it comes to weight management we tend to put our focus on what we eat but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat and that's a game changer Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Justin Steele, six innings, one and run, four hits, two walks, five Ks. I'm believing in Justin Steele. I was really hesitant at the beginning of the year. I I was like, look, he's got a good slider. I don't really like his fastball. But uh, Justin Steele does a really good job of commanding it. 
inside to right-handers. You guys know this southpaws, if they can throw four-seamers inside to right-handers, I like them a lot more. Justin Mason is doing it very, very effectively. It's the reason why he limits hard contact. And I think this kind of sticks. Uh, I watched more of him today. I, it looked great. I mean, sure, it was against the Athletics, but I really liked his command. Only 21% CSW. I feel like Justin Steele is one of those guys that will have that lower CSW overall because of how he's getting his strikes at his fastballs inside. And then we'll have these days where he gets whiffs above with a four-seamer. And while the slider should just generally be really good. It actually wasn't that good yesterday, but it should be much better moving forward. I think you're kind of safe, actually, with Justin Steele. I, I, my whole vision of of Steele is is completely upside down. Now, Mason Miller was on the other side. I love Mason Miller. I am so into the hype of this. And actually spent a lot of time with Twitch chat this morning going over all the prospect pitchers. Because now that Mason Miller and Todd Bradley have just wowed us, it's all of a sudden now an instant association with all the prospect pitchers that they're all like this. Right? And that's not the case. Mason Miller and Taj Bradley are a step above pretty much everyone else that we're talking about in the minors. Maybe we can throw in some Brandon Fott in there and Ricky Tiedemann. Maybe some Andrew Abbott and some Matthew Libertor. I'm not in as as much on Tanner Bibby. I'm a little bit in on, on Logan Allen and not in on Kyle Harrison. Didn't really look at Robert Gasser. Um, Gavin Stone is interesting, but it's change-up focused. Um, I really am saying this because Mason Miller is just so good. It's 100 miles per hour of just dominance in the zone with his four-seamer. His slider looks ridiculous. He's inconsistent with it, but when he throws it for strikes, oh, it's so good. And then he has his cutter. And the cutter, honestly, it isn't, I don't think, this exceptional, like, re- re- amazing pitch. I mean, it's 95-96 with movement. But it gets strikes. And if you can have that pitch just getting him strikes in the zone... It just opens the door for him not to have tons of walks every game. He threw 81 pitches to get ousted in the fifth. He's not the most efficient. Um, they, they had like a soft cap around 80 pitches in this one. And I'm glad that they let him go out there. I thought he was totally going to get hooked, the hook around like 74 and not be able to pitch in that second or that fifth inning, I should say. But Mason Miller is the truth. And he should, I mean, he's already rostered in your leagues. I know this, but I absolutely adore him. I'm not worried about the innings for the rest of the year, guys. I'm not. Forget about it. I ranted about that yesterday. I uh, just pick him up and we'll go from there. Yohan Avieta went into cores and survived. Six innings, one earned run, three hits, three walks, six Ks. Um, pretty cool. I think his command is still bad. He throws curves and sliders over the plate, and that's good. But he gets the Dodgers and then the Jays, and it's just I'm not in yet. Maybe after that. Uh, or he gets the Marlins after the Dodgers. And they don't get the Jays. So we can stream for the Marlins, but then not the Jays. Alex Cobb against Miami. Five innings, one and run. It's eight strikeouts, one walk, but seven seven hits. No, I think the Dodgers, sorry, the the uh, the Giants are like this. Like, they're going to allow a lot of hits. <laughs> it's really annoying. Uh, I want to see the slider get more strikes to hopefully prevent those hits moving forward for, uh, for Alex Cobb. Uh, Johnny Brito recovered. Good for him, but he's not really this massive ceiling guy. So we can kind of ignore Johnny Brito. 4.1 innings, one and run, three hits, three walks, three Ks. But maybe he's a good uh, win guy to go and chase. He shouldn't really be like... I mean, his, his stuff actually does dictate to be a 6-7 uh, inning guy because he isn't focused on the strikeouts. He's focused on outs, right? So he could theoretically go 6-7 innings um, at like 80 pitches or something like that. But he's a Toby, really, is what Brito is. 
Um, Trevor Rogers was pulled after three with forearm tightness, and yeah, he's done. Yuri Perez, I didn't mention before. I love Yuri Perez. Yuri Perez is actually, is like with the Brandon fought, like, yes, yes, I'm so in on that. Double A, so I can't really talk about him. Instead of Triple A, which is on Savant. Um, Daniel Castano was put on the seven-day IL. I don't know what Miami's doing, but if Trevor Rogers is out for a long time, which it sounds like it, it kind of should be Yuri Perez season. So I was in on Tanner Bibby. Saw that, saw that he's like kind of, he just walked five guys and he's not getting the whiffs that I would want to see on four seamers up in the zone, which outlines to me, it's a really good breaking ball, but it feels like to me that Yuri Perez is a better add than Tanner Bibby. If Logan Allen comes up, that's a good breaking ball down in a way. Better command with Logan Allen. Um, but he throws like 92, so I'm a little weirded out by it. Yuri Perez, I feel like, is the one to do now because of this Rodgers thing. Oh, man, there's so many. There's so many. I made a really fun graphic. If you haven't seen it, go check out my Twitter or the recipe roundup. I made a new graphic about all these prospects. It's pretty fun. Um, Eric Lauer um, against the Mariners. Uh, yeah, he survived. 7.2 innings, 200 runs, four, it's one walk, four Ks. But 89 to 90 miles per hour in the fastball. He can't keep getting away with it. Like, this is ridiculous, Lauer. You were at like 94, 95 last year. Oh, my gosh. Jose Barrios against the Astros. Oh, man, seven innings, two earned runs, three hits, one walk, three Ks. You kind of know it's not real, right? Like 50% curveball usage, which is really cool. I'm actually down with that. He gets the pink Sox. That means it's the White Sox and the Red Sox the next two games, in case you didn't get that in the roundup. Um, he's the gray undulator. He goes back and forth. And considering that even when he was succeeding here, it's just three strikeouts, I feel like he can't do it. I, I really can't do it. Tywin Walker against the White Sox, 6.2 innings. Sorry, 6.1 innings, 200 runs, 5 hits, 2 walks, 3 Ks. So velocity was down to just 92, 93. Uh, I'm glad he survived, but like, Tywin Walker is just a Toby at best here. I don't want to chase it if I don't have to. Marco Gonzalez is a Toby, but he didn't act like one yesterday against the Brewers. 6 innings, 200 runs, 4 hits, 1 walk, 9 strikeouts for Marco Gonzalez. His strike zone plot was perfect. Four seamers were up. That's why he got 9 whiffs on that pitch. And then he had change-ups and curveballs down. Like, it was the best Blake Snell blueprint I've seen in a while. Better than Snell has had in ages. <laughs> uh, he gets the fills next. Um, I'm curious. If he can hold on to this, generally command is, is or location like this is not sticky. But, man, if he actually like unlocks something to be able to do this consistently, Marco Gonzalez is back on the menu, y'all. Uh, Nova Syndergaard. Against the Mets, six innings, two earned runs, five hits, two walks, and two strikeouts. He's a Toby. Glad he survived. 8% CSW on his best pitch. That was his changeup. He gets the Pirates next. Whatever, you start that. Griffin Kenning's very interesting against the Yankees. 5.1 innings, two earned runs, four hits, three walks, and four Ks. Not really the most electric line, but he allowed a two-run shot to Judge, and that was it for Griffin Canning. Uh, no earned runs after that. That was in the first inning. He also pitched 100 pitches. 14% swing strike rate, 14 whiffs there, right? And 25% fastballs. Guys, 25% fastball is like the new cool thing to do because Canning's slider and curveball are really good, and so is that change, and that's cool. And you guess the athletics next? That's a stream. Don't overlook that for Griffin Canning, especially he's at 100 pitches. Mackenzie Gore is also pretty interesting. This was a fun day of pitching. Um, you have six innings, 300 runs, three hits, four walks, and seven Ks against the Orioles. Uh, I've got some questions of Gore or Mason. I go for Mason because the ceiling is just so ridiculous with him. While Mackenzie Gore, I don't know if he... He needs to squeeze more out of what he offers to have success, right? 
Um, he does get the Mets next, and I don't really think I'm in for that one. But honestly, Mackenzie Gore, with what he's doing, he's trying to do the Blake Snell blueprint. Um, he gets the Cubs in Arizona after that, and I kind of think I'm in. So after that, so don't get him for the Mets. But then following that start, Mackenzie Gore might be something you want to hold on to. Joe Ryan, ah, I want to give him the Aces going to Ace label, but I can't because he went six innings, three hundred runs, six hits, one walk, three Ks, with his splitter and slider just not being enough. So once that happens, he'll be amazing. His four-seamer command is wonderful. And the splitter went three for 35 whiffs. So it's not the splitter. <laughs> Martin Perez, he almost got like a very poor quality start. 5.2 innings with 300 runs and eight hits, zero walks, three Ks against the Royals. It's annoying. He's a Toby. Uh, Spencer Turnbull, we're not in on. He didn't really do that well against the, the Guardians. I don't think he does enough. If you want to stream him against the Brewers, by all means. But this was 300 runs and 5.1 innings, six base runners, three Ks. Mike Clemager, just don't do it. Three innings, 300 runs, six hits, one walk, one strikeout against the Phillies. 75 pitches for that? Come on. Um, Brady Singer, I know you guys are really upset about Brady Singer. I get it. Three starts now of just disasters. He went against the Rangers here. He has a cherry bomb. He's always been a cherry bomb. Last three years, 2021, 2022, 2023, he's been that cherry bomb. I, I think that moving forward, Singer is better than those three out of four starts. You saw 75% bomb as opposed to 50% bomb, right? Because the first start was productive for you. So I just generally think that Singer is fine through the rest of the year. I don't really think that much has changed. Jake Woodford is the Amish Mustang. It should be Matthew Libertor. I hope it is soon. Madison Bumgarner is bad and it should have been Brandon Fought. Corey Kluber is not good. And he should just not be on your team. Uh, Levi Stout went for the Reds. It should have been Andrew Abbott. These are the guys that they should be chasing instead. I I, I really look forward to Andrew Abbott, too. Um, I think Yuri Perez is better, but I'm curious about him as well. And Austin Gomber should not be pitching for your fantasy teams. Boy, we are going long on this one. Uh, today's starting pitching matchups, we don't have many games, just seven of them. So Nestor Cortez is the auto start. Kodai Senka, Maeda, Sandoval, and Manaya are in the probable start. Manaya has high velocity, and the Mets aren't so intimidating right now. I think I'm just going to do that. Question will start here. Then the stream pick is Ryan Nelson. I hope you don't get hurt, buddy. The last two stream picks have both gotten hurt in Wood and Rogers. Good luck, Ryan Nelson, against the Padres. Michael Waka, Contreras, and Tyone are also here. I know I don't like these guys. This is why it's questionable start. Waka against the Arizona Dynamics. You don't know what his command is going to be with Contreras. His fastball is not good. It's just a good slider, but it is hosting in Pittsburgh, which is a pitcher's park. The, the the Reds, which could work out well. And Tyone looked better last time, but is the Dodgers. So I don't really want to do that. And they do not start to hear Michael Groves on the other side of it. I don't trust his command. He doesn't go along in games. It's against the Cubs, though, but still, I don't want to do it. Matt Strom doesn't throw enough pitches, even though it is Rocky Road. Tanner Houck against the Twins. He's just not really done it. Um, Ryan Feltner and Luke Weaver, absolutely not. Looking forward to tomorrow. I... Uh, Otani, Nola, Urias, Urias, I should say, uh, Gallon, Peralta, Kirby, Auto starts. You know this. Tyler Malley gets the Nationals. Love that. Ashcraft gets the Pittsburgh Pirates. Love that. John Gray against the Athletics. Love that. Hunter Brown is in my auto start. Why? Even though he's a, a going against the Braves because he's doing the 25% fastball thing. I think he's really good. And I think if you have Hunter Brown, you are starting him against Atlanta. That's how I'm treating this auto start tier moving forward. Probable start is actually like guys in the questionable start tier. I'm like, no, I'm going to go after these. While the rest of the questionable start is like, no, I'm going to avoid these. I feel like that's the best and most helpful way to do these rankings. And I feel like anyone with Hunter Brown, like 90% of you are starting him. So let's just go with that. Probable start tier, Seth Lugo is going against Arizona. I do like it. 
I think Seth Lugo is capable of five, six innings. And Arizona isn't that good. So I'm okay with Seth Lugo. Good chance at a win. Tyler Wells is my stream pick of the day against Detroit. I think that's a solid one to go for. Mitch Keller and Zach Plesak are also good streams. You have Keller against the Reds and Zach Plesak against Miami. All these guys are pitching well at the moment. I think that you should chase these for your weekend streams. Questionable start to your Steven Matz. I think he's better than he has been, but he gets the Mariners and it's just, ugh, maybe just one more start. We wait on that one. Nick Pavetta could do well against the Brewers, but man, that's a coin flip. I hate flipping. Um, Des Scafani has had a great run, but he has a really tough schedule ahead and the Mets are part of that. And I just don't want to do that one. Uh, you say Kikuchi against the Yankees. Like, I trust, by the way, Chamanaya's stuff more than I do Descofani's. Make sense? Cool. You say Kikuchi. I know he just had a good start, but he's volatile. It's the Yankees. I don't want to do it. Domingo Herman's on the other side. Had a great start, but the Jays, and I don't know what we're going to get from Herman. JP Sears is very interesting. Rangers are good. Don't want to do that. Braxton Garrett, maybe the sliders are good enough against the Guardians. Andrew Smiley against the Dodgers. He just did the Blake Slump blueprint effectively. Yeah, I don't want to trust it against the Dodgers here. Bryce Elder and Michael Kobeck do not start them against the Astro against the Astros and the Rays. I, I don't do it. Just don't do it. Michael Lorenzen and Trevor Williams are the only other options, and Lorenzen at least gets enough pitches, but he's not doing enough of his repertoire. And Trevor Williams could be the magic man that he has been in whatever against the Twins. Joey Lucchese's getting the call likely for the Mets against the Giants. Don't want to do that. Ryan Yarbrough could be an opener. I don't know what's going on with the Royals. I'm just not doing it against the Angels. Calvin Falker, uh, Foucher, I should say, um, against the White Sox. No, thank you. And uh, you have Noah Davis against the Phillies. No way. But all right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for listening. And all the ratings and reviews are amazing. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your battles be low and your strikeouts high.